0: We'll, we'll let out early tonight so everybody can go to Walmart, to Food City, and get their milk and bread. <laughs> That's right, Kenny. You need one to snow. It's good to see everybody. Good to be able to be in God's house again tonight. Thank you for your presence. Our pastor is running a little late. He's been detained by some kids that weren't quite ready to go yet, I think. So, uh, speaking of the devil, in he walks. So, let's let's go ahead and get your. Uh, Red hymn book. Turn to number 368. Sing an old "Stand by Here." Nothing but the blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What? Can make me whole again Nothing but the blood of Jesus Oh, precious is the flow That makes me white as snow No other fountain, I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus pardon this i see nothing but the blood of jesus for my cleansing this my plea nothing but the blood of jesus oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can for sin atone. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of good that I have done. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. That makes me white as snow No other fount I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus This is all my hope and peace Nothing but the blood of Jesus This is all my righteousness Nothing but the blood of Jesus Oh, precious is the flow That makes me white as snow No other fount I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus Amen. That's a good one. All right, let's turn back and do one more. You're, uh, page 345 in the Red Book. At the bottom of the page, where could I go? Thankful I've got somewhere and somebody to go to tonight. Anything that I need, he's able to take care of it. Sore. Where could I go but to the Lord? Where could I go? Oh, where could I go? friend to save me in the end. Where could I go but to the Lord? to the God's own word, yet when I face the chilling hand of death, where could I go but to the
1: the lord and i think the answer to that question is nowhere amen Amen. where could i go but to the lord i'm thankful for jesus christ tonight and what he means to us it's good to be in the lord's house this evening uh amen as we uh, getting started back into our uh, united for christ ministry and um, it sure uh, has been an eventful night already As these kids and anybody that's ever specially driven the van, you know, it's a training process and you get them into the swing of being ready. It's a routine and a pattern of getting them ready um, to be ready for church. But then they get a little bit of a break and you start back up and it takes a week or two to get them back in that routine. And uh, very first stop I went to, of course, I was kind of running a little bit late, but still thought I had time. And... um, but uh, the very first stop that I went to, um, I ended up waiting for about 15 minutes, and that's just a death nail on a van route. You know, if you have to wait that long for one, at one stop, and uh, so got that took care of, and tried to cut a corner and, and shave some time off, and made another stop and picked up a few kids and left there to go to what was my what I thought was my final stop and. They said uh, all of a sudden I got a phone call and we had kids crying because they got left. And I said, "Well, I'll be back." Yeah. So I had to go back and uh, amen. But I've learned that even uh, if you're pushed for time, you better not rush because it's it's the most important thing is to get them here safe, yeah. amen. So uh, appreciate your patience uh, with me and appreciate Dad filling in. Of course, I don't know what to, what to think about somebody especially your daddy when preacher walks in said we'll speak of the devil my goodness wow i don't know what to say about that but uh amen i guess it could be worse but uh i thought he did a pretty good job don't you we might just vote him in permanently hallelujah so uh I think he knows you, too well. you think so uncle kenny all right if well elected, I will not serve. if elected i will <laughs> <laughs> uncle sam wants you so anyway, praise God. But uh, appreciate another opportunity tonight to be back in the Lord's house, and hope you're having a good week. And uh, uh, again, it's been a very busy uh, week, the first week of the year, getting back into the swing of things. But it's productive week, and Lord's blessing. And boy, I just feel stronger than ever that um, God has great uh, things in store for us here at United Baptist Church. I believe that. I just I tell you, you can just you can just see the Lord. The Lord's hand moving and working. And if nothing else, Bruce told me when I walked in, he said he led one of the Lord on the way to church tonight. Praise God. Somebody got saved. Uh, Somebody he'd been dealing with with for a long time. And uh, that just shows uh, how important it is to be patient. And uh, don't give up. Because, uh, amen, God's timing is always perfect. And uh, so praise God for another soul saved. Hallelujah for that. So um, uh, we're always looking for some good news, uh, especially when it comes to the things of God. But um, amen, just by way of announcements tonight, um, let's see, uh, again, we have gotten back into the trumpet series broadcast, continue to pray for that ministry, and uh, as we continue to faithfully share these uh, Bible studies and pray for me as I prepare them. That they would be according to the Lord's will. Okay, let me ask something before I forget. Pam, you might not need to go too far. It's all right. I mean, okay. you—you're fine. I'm taking Ken's place. Should I go down there stay up here? Uh, are you actually teaching? Yeah. Well, it's alright right. Uh, it, you, you can go on downstairs. Boy, it's so fun being the boss. Amen. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, I think I'm just there. okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Amen. Uh, we, we're going to take an offering tonight, that's what I was uh, saying, but I'll play, I'll play. And, but uh, praise God for this new building fund offering. Um, Pam, will you do me a favor? Yeah. You can tell we're all organized tonight, right? Tell the teachers to, t- to let, let their kids know that starting next week downstairs for them to bring their change. And we'll start uh, taking an offering up in each class. I'm sure they're not prepared for that tonight, since they didn't know any better. But we're going to start taking this building fund offering up on Wednesday nights, both upstairs and downstairs, so you be prepared. And again, you say, oh, I only have a dollar. Well, give a dollar. I only have 50 cents. Give 50 cents. Little is much when God is in it. Amen? He can uh, take a little and make a lot out of it. So we'll do that just prior to the message tonight. It's going to take me some time to get back into or to get into that, to put that into the routine as well. Um, we did forget uh, to receive our youth offering this past uh, Sunday morning. Uh, y'all dropped the ball and, and didn't remind me. So, ain't that right, Mike? Praise God. For sure, yeah. But, uh, so we'll do that this Sunday. We're gonna, we'll take the youth offering up this Sunday. So, amen. And then uh, the only other uh, announcement that I have tonight is don't forget the uh, first ever Voice of Hope Crusade that's going to take place on Saturday, January 29th, 5 o'clock p.m. at the Gatlinburg Convention Center. Again, uh, excited about that, and Lord willing, we're going to do our best to take a uh, a van load um, uh, to that that event there in Gatlinburg. So, um, amen. Uh, Let's see, just by way, let's see, one other thing, the prayer gathering. Not this Saturday, but the following Saturday we'll be gathering at 11 o'clock a. M. Uh, on the steps of the courthouse, so you be remembering uh, that in prayer. I'll, I'll mention this. Uh, we're going to start working uh, towards getting our uh, annual business ready. So uh, be praying for myself and our other church leaders. As uh, while I was away, I had some time to think about some things and and spend some time in prayer. And um, again, just praying that the Lord will uh, launch us out into a new vision for uh, 2022. So. Uh, we'll be working, uh, trustees, be on standby as we'll have a few meetings in the next uh, few weeks and just trying to conduct the Lord's business and get the church ready for a prosperous 2022. Just by way of prayer request, continue to remember uh, Brother Gary and Miss Frances Gridley. Uh, again, Gary's been sick. I talked to uh, Francis on Monday, and uh, she thought maybe that he had some kind of stomach bug or something. So remember... Uh, Brother Gary and Miss Frances Gridley in prayer. Continue to remember uh, Miss Cheryl Davis. Uh, Remember Harold and Nancy Chapman uh, again in prayer as Harold is now home. Continue to remember, um, um, let's see, the Roger Stockton family, Miss Linda Stockton, and pray for the Greystone uh, Church family. Remember them in prayer. Um, Also continue to remember the uh, Union Chapel Church family uh, as their... um, Grieving the loss of their pastor. Uh, uh, amen. And uh, continue to remember, um, let's see, what's Lynn's wife's name? Kathy. Kathy. Remember, any, any updates on Miss Kathy niece? Remember her in prayer as she was hospitalized. Uh, so remember her. Continue to remember uh, the Dunbar family uh, as um, the memorial services for, for that family will be this upcoming uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock a.m. Is that right, Scott? And um, what's the name of that cemetery? It's the uh, Telford Methodist Church. Okay, Telford Methodist Church there in Limestone. Uh, remember um, uh, this uh, need in prayer, and uh, Lord willing, we'll be going up to support uh, that family. Uh, remember Brother Scott, um, again, as he continues to grieve the loss of his uh, stepmother. So remember uh, this need and prayer. Continue to remember, um, uh, let's see... Um, Dad, as dad uh, is still dealing with some health issues, remember him in prayer. Continue to remember Miss Elizabeth Ward. Uh, Continue to remember uh, Brother Josh. I spoke with Josh a few times today, and uh, they're still setting poles and and getting power to houses and uh, still don't know when he's coming home. Uh, Amen. Uh, This could potentially, I know several of those guys have been on multiple of these trips, and this could potentially set a record. For the longest that they've been away, but they're doing a they're doing a good work and being a help to people who are in need. So remember Brother Josh and that entire crew up there uh in uh Kentucky. Remember them. Miss Jeannie Kutchall's been sick. She feeling any better, Brother Lyle? Yes, yeah, she's she done she's feeling better. She some kind of but she's doing better. Amen. And your mother, Lula? Uh, she needs She right? she's she for Amen. Remember Miss Lula cut you in prayer as she's uh, not feeling well either. Uh, a couple of other prayer requests that I have tonight that was given to me uh, this week. Uh, remember uh, a friend of mine, uh, Donnie Flores, uh, and uh, his daughter Taylor, as both of them have cancer. And uh, uh, Taylor's in her 30s. But remember Donnie Flores and Taylor, both of them uh, have, uh, have cancer. So remember this request. And then, one more here, I had um, a family I've been dealing with through the ark, let's see, Delta Jones, remember Delta Jones, her and her husband, as they uh, requested prayer, so remember these, and I'm sure you have some tonight that you'd like to add to the prayer, prayer list.
0: You cook.
1: my goodness remember the cook family you what's the church the name of that church My goodness. Remember Mike and Sandy Long, and also again the uh, Mossam Church of God and their pastor, Brother Cook, and his. You say stepdaughter. In prayer. Other requests tonight. Remember the Betty Coggins family in prayer. Remember, Conchita, you'll be going back to school this weekend or night. Well, with the I'm in, I'm going to go ahead and Okay. Well, I'm not trying to hurry or anything. But, um, amen. You uh, no comment. <laughs> Remember, Miss Conchita in prayer. We love her and are just so thankful for what God's doing in her life. Others tonight. Remember Joanne and Anthony. Amen. Remember Michael Knight and Roger and Rita Knight in prayer. Other prayer requests this evening? Remember David and Kay Harrison also continue to remember my friend Sam Hardy, the preacher friend that um, has brain cancer as he started treatments today I believe remember Sam Hardy and that family other request okay Remember Cody? Uh, lastly, uh, Remember Pam Hardy, a new convert. Uh, Hans Autumn with um, cancer. Cody with pancreatitis and Wayne Brown with COVID-like symptoms. Anybody else this evening? Amen. Remember Kenny Morlock and his family in prayer? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. This lady by the name of Jennifer. I'm glad the Lord knows. Amen. Any others tonight? Uh, D. Said remember, Zach. remember D. Dunbar, remember Zach. In prayer, there. Scott and D.'s son. Anybody else? Pray for our young people. Pray for uh, the teachers downstairs. Uh, again, uh, just can't help but listen to a little bit of Matt down there teaching. Isn't that a blessing, Amen? See what God's done in His life, and now He's working with these young people, Amen. Uh, and uh, just pray that the Lord would use us to pour, um, pour, pour Jesus into every one of these kids uh, while we can. Unspoken request tonight by the uplifted hand: lost loved ones, Amen. Pray for our missionaries on the field. Pray for each other. Pray for our nation. Uh, Amen. Uh, If you want to join me as we gather around the altar, you can do so. uh, As we take these requests to the Lord, if not, you can pray there in your seats. Lead you some prayer,
0: brother.
1: Father, we thank you, God, tonight, Lord, that we can just gather, the Lord, in this place, Father, Lord, as a uh, body of believers. Father, Lord, I'm thankful, God, that we're two or three gathered in Your name, You're in the midst, and Lord, Father, that's our desire, God, as You just continue, Lord, to uh, bless us, Lord, uh, Father, with a special portion of Your presence, and Lord, I. Uh, thank you, Father, Lord, for everything You do for us, God, and on our behalf. And God, I pray tonight, uh, Lord, that our gathering wouldn't be in vain, God. But I pray that You just help us, Father, Lord, just to, uh, uh, Lord, to do our best, God, just to receive from You everything that You have for us. But Lord, uh, not just that, God, that we might also offer our praise to You, God. Uh, you alone are worthy, God. We know when the praises of the uh, the praises go up, and then the blessings of God come down, Lord. So, Lord, help us to praise you. And, Lord, I pray, Father, that you bless everything that's sitting down here tonight. I pray for those things that are going on downstairs, every teacher, uh, God, every van driver, every uh, every uh, child, God, I pray that, the Lord, we might pour the gospel into their lives, God, that they might, uh, uh, Lord, uh, gain a little hope, God, that will help them along the way of, of life's journey, God, I pray. God, that you bless the, the time upstairs. Help me tonight as I preach to share the truths that you've uh, given unto me, that it might be a help to everyone that's here tonight. God, that nobody might feel as if it's been a waste to come out to God's house. Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, for our church. God, pray for that which you want to do for us in uh, 2022. God, I pray that it would be a productive year. And God, Father, most of all, we'd see people saved and come to know Jesus Christ. Lord, Father, tonight I pray, Father, for every prayer request that's been mentioned. I pray, God, Lord, that you would just continue to bless uh, Gravestone and Miss Linda and uh, Brother Dylan, that entire congregation. Lord, I pray for uh, Union Chapel, Lord, and uh, uh, Lord, uh, Miss Kathy Neese and Lord, uh, that church, Lord. I pray you bless them. Pray for Brother Gary Gridley. Pray for Miss Cheryl Davis. Pray for Cheryl Filing, God, as she goes for... uh, Uh, Test tomorrow, uh, be with her, Lord, is our prayer. Uh, God, I pray for, uh, uh, Lord, so many others, God, in our church family, God, who uh, stand in need. Lord, I pray that you'd help them. Bless Miss Lula. Bless uh, Miss Jeannie, Father. Thank you. She's feeling better, God. Lord, I pray, Father, for uh, other prayer requests this evening, God, that have been mentioned. Lord, I pray, Father, that you'd bless... uh, uh, Sean Brobeck, Lord, I pray, Father, for the Davises. I pray for my dad. I pray for Taylor uh, Flores and Donnie Flores. I pray for, uh, uh, Lord, uh, the Cook family and, Lord, uh, the Mosson Church of God. Lord, bless them. I pray for Mike and Sandy Long. I pray for Betty, the Betty Coggins family. Lord, I pray for Miss Conchita as she goes back to school. Keep her safe. and uh, Lord, I pray for Roger and Rita Knight, Joanne and Anthony and Michael. I pray for the Harrisons, God, David and Kay. I pray for Sam Hardy and Pam Ward. Thank you, Lord, for this uh, lady that trusted you as her savior, Lord. I pray for Hans Autumn. Uh, I pray for Cody. I pray for Wayne Brown. Lord, I pray for Kenny Morlock and his family and and, uh, wife and children. I pray for this lady named Jennifer, God, uh, that uh, Mike and Grace have come in contact with. Bless them. I pray for Zach, God, tonight. Uh, Lord, bless him, Father. We're so thankful that we serve a God that hears and answers our prayers. God meets our needs, needs God. Lord, you know what we need for you? We ever ask you for it. So bless, uh, Lord, our gathering tonight. And, Lord, we're going to praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, thank you for allowing us to be here. Yes, Lord. Let our preacher preach your message. Yes, God. Let Let you use his body as a guidance for us. Yes, God. And allow us to receive a message. Amen. Amen. All right, Jake, before you go back there, you and Lyle take up the offering for us tonight. Again, this uh, everything that's given tonight goes to help with our building fund offering. So uh, you give as the Lord would have you to. Lyle, lead us in prayer. Father,
0: thank you. want to come out.
1: that tonight, say amen. Amen. Only God can take a a little and make a lot out of it. But he's able to do that. I've seen him do that. And we don't ever want to underestimate even the smallest of gifts that we can uh, give uh, back to him uh, as a token of appreciation for all that he's done for us and on our behalf. You can be turning tonight to Jeremiah chapter number 13. Jeremiah chapter number 13. I we'll say this, we are very, very close to having the church loan refinanced. Uh, I'm excited about that, and uh, things turned out even better than we could have ever imagined as far as our payments and uh, uh, the uh, processing fees, uh, quite a bit less than what we expected it to be. So, Lord's, Lord's good to us, isn't He? Amen. amen. All right, Jeremiah, chat number 13, if you found your place, say amen. All right, uh, verse number one. Thus saith the Lord unto me, Go and get thee a linen girdle, and put it on upon thy loins, and put it not in water. So I got a girdle according to the word of the Lord, and put it on my loins, and the word of the Lord came unto me the second time. Uh, I'm thankful for that tonight, aren't you? Uh, amen. Saying, take the girdle that thou hast got, Which is upon thy loins, and arise, go to Euphrates, and hide it there in a hole of the rock. So I went and hid it by Euphrates, as the Lord commanded me. And it came to pass, after many days, that the Lord said unto me, Arise, go to Euphrates, and take the girdle from thence, which I commanded thee to hide there. Then I went to Euphrates, and digged, and took the girdle from the place where I had hid it. And behold, the girdle was marred. It was profitable for nothing. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, after this manner will I mar the pride of Judah, and the great pride of Jerusalem. This evil people which refuse to hear my words, which walk in the imagination of their heart, and walk after other gods to serve them and to worship them, shall even be as this girdle, which is good for nothing. For as the girdle cleaveth to the loins of a man, so have I caused to cleave unto me the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah, saith the Lord, that they might be unto me for a people and for a name and for a praise and for a glory. But they would not hear. Father in heaven, Lord, I love you and I thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you for the privilege to be here tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd bless the reading, the preaching, the studying of thy word, Father, that it might be a help to us. And God, Lord, we're here to glorify your name and Lord, then to receive from you that which we stand in need of. So God, I pray you take your word and uh, Lord, just plant it down within the depths of our hearts, God. And Lord, allow it to uh, grow an abundance of fruit, God, in our lives. Lord, I'm thankful that you said you came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So God, Lord, we know there's life uh, in your word. It is a living word. Um, father that lives and abides forever. So God, I pray you'd use your word to help us tonight. God, it wouldn't return void, God, but it'd get the job done. Help me as I preach. Lord, give me an unction to declare. Thus saith the Lord, honor your word, exalt your son tonight through your humble servant. God, meet every need, touch every heart and life. Thank you for the soul that was saved uh, on the way to church tonight. Lord, we give you glory for that. And God, we... Um, want to continue, Lord, just to lift up Your name, Father, trusting You to draw all men unto Yourself as we lift You up. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, with, with the Lord's help tonight, I want to preach on this thought. Soiled garments. Uh, Soiled garments. And like so many of the great writers and prophets in the Scripture, Jeremiah was a master illustrator. And by that, he knew just exactly how to use some great object or activity that God's people would have been familiar with to convey whatever kind of truth he was trying to get across to them. And obviously, such an analogy was given out under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah didn't just come up with these words on his own or by himself, but the Lord led him and directed him to give out these specific truths. So I want us to just go through this tonight as the Lord, this is an unusual analogy, but I think, in fact, I want us to be respectful tonight, but we might almost refer to it as a humorous analogy. How many of you believe the Lord has a sense of humor? Just look in the mirror and you'll agree with that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But again, it's a wonderful truth that speaks to us about how important it is. And I think there's really two things that the Lord's trying to get across to us. And obviously Jeremiah was writing specifically about the kingdom of Judah. But um, you know, one is how that if we want God to use us, our lives are going to have to be clean. Amen. God's not going to use a dirty vessel. God's not going to not God's not going to wear a, a dirty garment. Amen. Hey, let me ask you tonight, if you had to choose between clean clothes or dirty clothes, which one would you choose? Uh, amen. Now, if all you had was dirty clothes, I guess you'd wear it. Don't, don't spoil my, my, my point here, Brother Mike. I can read his mind. <laughs> amen. Praise God. Great minds think a lot. Correct, right, Brother? depends on if you're going out to work or not. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But... Uh, for the most part, okay, we would, we would choose clean clothes over dirty garments. And, um, you know, but again, if God's going to use us, we're going to have to be clean. Say amen right there. But then not only that, the importance here of how activity and uh, faithfulness in service but also making sure that we present ourselves usable to God. How important that is in our lives. And we're going to say some things about that. In other words, God doesn't want any of us uh, sitting on the premises. He wants us standing on the promises. God isn't looking for any participators today. Or excuse me, spectators. He's looking for some participators. Uh, there's no place for idleness uh, in God's family. Amen. He's looking for some soldiers, some warriors. Uh, We talked about it Sunday night. There's no such thing. The ranks are thinning out. And there are no reserve forces. So we're going to have to all be willing to do whatever is required out of us to get right up there on the front lines of the battlefield. Amen. Amen. We need to be engaged. Get involved in the game. Do something for Jesus. And, and I have just learned in my own life and also as a pastor how that there is a connection between spirituality and activity. Uh, more than likely, if you're idle and if you're not doing nothing, you're not going to grow and move forward. you got to stay busy. Now I would say this, it is possible to become too busy. Amen? And that might not have been for you, but it was certainly for me. I mean, we can get so busy that our activity and our work is actually a detriment and a hindrance instead of a benefit. But yet God does want us to be active. God wants us to get involved. And I believe activity and and busyness and and working for the Lord. Uh, Jesus told His parents from a young age, He said, No you're not, that I must be about my Father's business. Amen. And you and I need to know that that we need to be about our Father's business, just like Jesus was. Uh, Later on in His life, Jesus made this statement. He said, uh, I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is day for the night comes when no man can work. In other words, we better get it done while we can because one of these days it's going to be too late to serve God. And to work for him. So let's just share some thoughts tonight about uh, the dirty garments. Verse number 1, we find an instruction, Thus saith the Lord unto me, Go and get thee a linen girdle. Now in Jeremiah's day, a girdle was not worn for the same purpose and reason that it is in our day. And and listen, I'm um, I'm not an expert when it comes to fashion and especially women's clothing. But my understanding is that in our day, sometimes girdles are worn in order to um, uh, uh, consolidate our figure. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amen? In other words, make us look smaller than what we really are. Amen? Is that, is that appropriate to say it that way? I ne- I've needed a girdle. No, I'm not even going to go there. Hallelujah. But in Jeremiah's day, a girdle was worn to bind up one's flowing garments in order to prepare them and get them ready for service. Again, in Jeremiah's day, everybody wore long clothes. And especially when it came to business and activity, their clothing would get in the way, especially if their work involves uh, physical exertion. So the girdle was used uh, as a way to get the long flowing clothes out of the way so they could be more productive and to prepare them for service. How many of you believe tonight that when it comes to um, the Christian life, it's important for God's people to prepare ourselves for service? Um, You know, I found that a lot of young Christians want to work and want to um, serve. They have a zeal for the Lord and they have a a, a desire to do something for God, but yet they want to skip the preparation phase. And before God will ever use you, He will prepare you. Amen? And you look at anybody who's done a great work for God, Moses, Paul, we could go on and on. God always uh, took them out to the wilderness and... uh, put them in a place to where they had no other choice but to spend some time just between themselves and God, alone time, so that God could put them through the school of hard knocks, so to, say, so to speak, and get them ready to serve God. But yet that should be a priority in your life, and it doesn't matter what stage of life it is, even if you are somewhat of a mature Christian. Yet God always has a, a next stage, a next step of service. And whatever it is you're you're going through right now in life, God's meaning it to prepare you for whatever it is He has in store for you later on in life's journey. And as I look at my life and as I look back at some things I went through in the past, that at that particular time I didn't understand why God was allowing me to go through these things. But now I look at it and say God was doing it to prepare me for things that I'm doing right now. Aren't you glad that God is a God of preparation? Because He knows the future. He's able to take all things and work them together to prepare us for what He knows lays ahead for us in our future. And that includes areas of service. So uh, again, this girdle was worn to bind up one's flowing garments in order to prepare them and to get them ready for service. God is wanting to prepare you for service to get you ready to serve Him. Now there's a decoration, and put it upon thy loins. Represents the Lord wearing and using us uh, for service. Uh, you, God wants you to be a vessel, meet for the Master's use. You know, other than being saved, the greatest privilege of our lives is to be used by God. Have you ever asked yourself the question, why in the Lord would God use me? Amen? Well, you ought to. Because you're not worthy to be used by God. But yet He still chooses to use you anyway. Amen? But well, what a privilege to be used in the service of the Most High God. Now, I'm not just talking about a preacher. I'm not just talking about a pastor. I'm talking about anything you do for Christ is an honor and a privilege to be able to yield your life as a form of service unto Jesus Christ. You know why that's such an honor? For you because it's an opportunity for you to repay Him for the fact that He was willing to serve you. After all God was willing to do for me, the fact that He, was, he didn't come to be ministered unto, but to minister and to serve me, then He lets me serve Him in return. And that is what the Christian life is about. It's about service. Amen? God's role in in your life is not for you to sit around and let Him continually serve you, although He does that. He served us. He wants us to serve Him. Uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord, which is your reasonable service. It's the least that God could uh, expect out of us after all He's done for us that He would let us serve Him. But before God can use us, He's got to prepare us and make us usable. God will not use you until you are usable. Let me ask you tonight, are you a candidate to serve? Uh, And by the way, I believe that the Lord is looking for some candidates to serve. Uh, amen again the ranks are thinning out the old generations dying out who's going to step up uh, and, and take the place of those who've gone on God's looking for some candidates amen but I'm afraid he looks at some of our lives and he says well I'd love to use him or her I'd love to use but, but they're not a candidate for service because I can't use them because they're not usable Uh, You know, a perfect example of this is the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, The Bible refers to, or she referred to herself, when she got this message from the angel Gabriel, she referred to herself as the handmaiden of the Lord. In other words, she said, "I, I just want to be your servant. Anything that you'd have me to be, that's what I want to be. Whatever it is you'd have me to do, not my will, but thine be done. I'm nothing more than the handmaiden of the Lord. By the way, that's all you are. is a servant of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, I we, we ought not ever get to that place to where we think of ourselves as anything more than what we really are, and that's a servant. I ain't a big shot preacher. I'm a servant. Amen. I'm not the kingpin pastor tonight. I'm a servant. And God forbid that any of us would think more highly than we ought that we're anything more than a servant of Jesus Christ. But he was referring to Judah as a girdle that he would wear them as a garment. Amen? That God would wear us as garments, as girdles to help uh, uh, and allow our lives to be used in the service of His name. Sanctification... And put it not in water. <laughs> Jeremiah was instructed not to wash the girdle before he put it on signifying the wearing of dirty clothes. Now this is not what God wanted, but he was trying to get a point across. Here's what I want you to do, Jeremiah. I'm trying to uh, get you to, to do this to show the people and to provide them with a visible illustration of what, how I feel as it relates to my desire to wear them as a girdle and to use them to do my work. So what did he do? Well, verse 2, I got a girdle. (laughs) According to the word of the Lord, and put it on my loins. And we don't know for sure, but a lot of um, scholars think that, that Jeremiah actually purchased this girdle. Now, let me just ask you, how many of you are thankful that you are the purchased possession of God? You've been bought with a price. In other words, you're not your own. You belong to Him. Amen. He got a girdle and He put it on His loins. There's a desertion. Verse number 3 and 4. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, Take the girdle that thou hast got which is upon thy loins, and arise, go to Euphrates, and hide it there in a hole of the rock. So we know that Euphrates was one of the great rivers in Jeremiah's day. So basically what's going on, if you know that when it comes to a riverbed, a lot of times the riverbed's filled with rocks. So God's telling Jeremiah, I want you to take this girdle that you've been wearing, that you didn't wash, it was already dirty. I want you to take it off. Uh, and I want you to hide it under a rock because it was not clean but it was dirty. In in other words, it's the same thought as the Lord putting a dirty vessel on a shelf because He's both unable and unwilling to use it. In other words, because this, this girdle was clean, because these garments had not been washed, because they were filthy, the Lord deemed them as unusable, and He could no longer use them. And again he was using this to illustrate the condition of Judah. All God had done for Judah and all God wanted to do for for Judah and with Judah, but because they were dirty, they were not clean. They were no longer able to be used by God. He said, "Just throw them under a rock and see what happens to them." And I've got a point I want to make here in a moment. Verses 5-7, through a disintegration. So I went and hid it by Euphrates, and the Lord commanded me. And it came to pass, after many days, that the Lord said unto me, Arise, go to Euphrates, and take the girdle from thence, which I commanded thee to hide there. Then I went to Euphrates, and digged, and took the girdle from the place where I had hid it, and behold, the girdle was marred. And here's the most saddest statement in the entire text. It was profitable for nothing. Now, I want you to think about this. Jeremiah had been wearing the girdle. But yet he found that the girdle was was dirty. It it was unpleasant to wear. And 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 again, I want to be reverent and respectful, but in essence, this was an undergarment. You know, the, the truth is, it's one thing for our outer garments to be dirty. It's another thing for our undergarments. That which is closest to our flesh and our body to become soiled and dirty. So God said, take it off, hide it under a rock. And it stayed there for many days. And here's the point I want to make tonight. Because it had been contaminated, it eventually became corrupted. It corrupted. That which remains contaminated will eventually be corrupted. That which is not used, that which is not cleaned, is not washed, is not maintained, will eventually corrupt and decay. And it will be viewed as worthless. Friend, I'm trying to tell you tonight, it's important to stay busy for Jesus. I'm telling you, there is a connection between activity and spirituality. If you want to continue to grow in your life spiritually for God, you better stay busy for God. And you better have a desire to be used by God in whatever capacity He sees fit to use you. Not necessarily the way you want to be used, but the way God puts His finger on your life and He says, this is the way I want to use you. This is my plan for your life. This is... My calling for you. So are you going to do it my way or are you going to do it your way? I'm talking about being pliable, being usable, being moldable. Just like the parable of the potter. Being moldable. that the, the The potter, that our lives are soft and conformable so that the potter can mold us and make us not into the image we want to be but into the image He would have for us to be. Because I'm telling you, the worst thing that could ever happen to your life is for God to deem you as being good for nothing, unusable. And as a result, He's put you on a shelf. And you just sit there and you rust and you decay and you become corrupted because somewhere along the line, God saw you as no longer being a vessel meet for the Master's use, so He put you on a shelf. How many vessels? Let's use the vessel. Let's go away from the garment illustration. Let's go to the vessel illustration. How many vessels that God was using? Used to be using? But because they... Hey, listen. And it's one thing to become dirty. It's another thing to stay dirty. That's good preaching. Everybody knows what it is to get dirty. You cannot serve God and, and, and... and conduct your daily routine through this filthy, nasty, messed up, mixed up world, you're going to get dirty. But I'm thankful there's a cleansing stream. I'm thankful there's a fountain. I'm thankful that there's a place where we can come and get cleaned up. And the Bible says that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us. Do you have something you've got to do every single day in your life? spiritually just like you do physically I hope everybody takes a bath at least once a week hallelujah but if you don't other people going to be able to tell it because you're going to stank. amen you got to clean up spiritually every single day it's one thing to get dirty it's another thing to stay dirty because when you stay dirty God can't use a dirty vessel and if you don't submit yourself to a daily cleansing process through prayer and through the study of His Word, over time God's going to put you on the shelf, and He's going to find you and deem you to be unusable and good for nothing. That's not the kind of vessels that God needs today. God needs some vessels He can use. God needs some garments He can wear. But because too many of his garments are stained and too many of his vessels are dirty, he's put them on the shelf. Or they're sitting down in the laundry room in a big pile somewhere waiting for God to let let him clean them up. How's your vessel tonight? Is it usable? How's your garment? Is it clean or is it dirty? Boy, I'm having a good time preaching. I want to say to you tonight that an idle mind is a devil's playground. You know I'm telling the truth. You know when when you know when the devil got King David to fall into sin when he was that's right when he was not on the battlefield. See now, Dad's acting like Mike. He should have been busy. Instead, he was lounging around. He was idle. An idle mind is the devil's playground. God wants us to stay busy and ready to serve the Lord. There's a disposition, verses 8-9, through Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, after this manner will I mar the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. Here is another reason why Judah remained unusable. And again, it's not the fact that they became dirty, it's the fact that they stayed dirty. Here's the trap they fell into. They thought God would and could continue to use them even though they were dirty. That is one of the great lies of the devil is to get you and I to minimize and underestimate the impact of our sin and cause us to think that God's going to turn a a blind eye and a deaf ear and that God will use us anyway. Now listen, God will use you in spite of your sin, but only after you confess it. (laughs) Only as you cleanse yourself from all unrighteousness Will God use you in spite of your sin? I'm thankful tonight that God's grace is greater than our sin. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. But that doesn't mean that we should treat sin trivially and take it lightly. Because sin will cause you to become unusable quicker than anything else they had become lifted up with pride and they had thought of themselves more highly than they, they ought. And they said, I'm going to do great things for God in spite of my sin and even though I've got a dirty vessel. And such has been the downfall of many Christians who think so highly of themselves that they think God's going to overlook them and, and use them in a great and a mighty way in spite of their sin. He will, but only if you stay, or get clean and stay clean. Amen. Rebellion. Verse 10, this evil people which refuse to hear my words. Verse 10, which walk in the imaginations of their heart. In other words, they believed this lie, thinking that it was okay. Uh, we're Israel, we're Judah, we're the people of God. We're His garments, we're His vessels. God will always use us. They were fooled into believing a lie. And there's so many other things I could get say about this, but I really want to get to verse number 11 tonight. Adoration, verse 10, and walk after other gods to serve them and to worship them. Do you know one of the reasons why God will not use many of us? Because our vessels are already full of other things besides God. Not only will God not use a dirty vessel, He won't use a vessel that's full of, of another substance besides Him. For God will fill you up with His presence, you've got to empty yourself out. You'll never get clean until you become empty. Amen. Amen. Uh, they were indulging in things that, that brought reproach under the name of God, but yet they still thought in their minds that God would use them. God said, why don't you get empty and get clean and then I'll use you. To do my work. Some of us need to let the Lord turn us up and empty us out. And then clean us up so He could use us to do great things. I'm almost finished, I promise. Verse number 10, "...shall even be as this girdle which is good for nothing." You think about this is God's girdle. Uh, This is a girdle that God told Jeremiah to, to purchase. Amen. Let's just use our imagination. It could be that Jeremiah had paid a high price for this girdle. (laughs) Just how high of a price has God paid for your life so that you could be one of His vessels and one of His garments? But yet, when he examined that girdle that had become marred, that had not been cleaned and had been set aside and put on the shelf because God deemed it as being unusable, eventually the narrative becomes, it's good for nothing. How could that which at one point had been so valuable, such a precious treasure, that had been paid a very high price for, now be viewed as good for nothing? Could it be that God views a lot of His vessels today and a lot of His garments that He would be wearing and He could be using but yet because we're marred, because we're dirty, we're full of other substances, we're not clean, we've been put on the shelf, and we begin to deteriorate, and as a result, God's view is we're good for nothing. God help. I don't want that to be said about my life. I don't want that to be, hey, do you know what I could say tonight? I think that's what God says about a lot of churches. Churches. They're good for nothing. I'm afraid that's what God's saying saying a lot of, about a lot of preachers. They may have the talent, they may be on the outside a beautiful garment, or at one point in time used to be an outstanding vessel that was used to do great things for God, but now they're they're marred. They're full of pr- themselves. And they're puffed up with pride. And when God looks at them, He said, I can't use them. Throw them on, put them on the shelf, throw them in the trash. They're not good for nothing. I don't want to be a good for nothing preacher. I don't want the narrative of United Baptist Church to be that God cannot use us because we are not clean. we got to stay clean if God's going to use us to do great things. Verse 11. Well, let me say this. 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 21, "...but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the Master's use, and prepared unto every good work." we got to prepare ourselves to be vessels, meet for the Master's use. We won't wear dirty clothes. Why should we expect God to? When's the last I mean, when's the last time you ate out of a dirty dish? But then you expect God to do that with your life? Verse eleven. Verse a devotion for as the girdle cleaveth to the loins of a man, don't you miss this? So have I caused to cleave unto me the whole house of Israel, and the whole house of Judah, saith the Lord. And again, I'm not trying to be irreverent, but we're talking about undergarments. We're talking about those garments that were the closest to the skin. And and Jeremiah is using that as an analogy for who we are in the sight of God. He has purchased us, He has bought us to be girdles, uh, to, to be an intimate form of apparel. That which is closest to His own flesh. He wants to wear you in a close, in an intimate fashion. All that ought to thrill your heart. You're not worthy, you're not deserving of it, but yet God. uh, Amen, He doesn't just want to wear you as a coat or a cloak, but He wants you to be that which is closest to His own flesh. Let me ask you tonight, do you want to be as close to God as God wants to be as close to you? That's good preaching. I'm afraid for most of us the answer is no. He said, For as the girdle cleaveth to the loins of a man, so have I caused to cleave unto me the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah, saith the Lord. The, most, the saddest part of the entire passage is the intention the middle part of verse 11, that they might be unto me for a people and for a name and for a praise and for a glory. We could preach on each one of these. God wants us to be unto Him a people, a name, a praise, and for a glory. And what God's saying is, what God's using Jeremiah to say to the people is, here's what I would do for you, here's what I would do with you whether it be as a garment or as a vessel, if you'd only get clean and stay clean, I could do great things in and through your life. But because you choose to remain dirty, you're good for nothing and I can't use you. And that's not my word, that's the Word of God. What would God do, what would God do in your life if you just get clean? What would would God do in my life, Brother Mike, if I made it a point each and every day to make sure I took a spiritual bath in the Holy Ghost? To make sure there was no sin whatsoever that was hindering God and was causing God to hesitate when He said, I want to use Nick Bailey today to win this person to Jesus Christ, but I can't because he's got a dirty vessel. God wanted to do so many things through Judah, but he couldn't because they weren't clean. Finally, verse 11, but they would not hear. And that's where it's up to us. We can allow ourselves to be lifted up with pride and we can convince ourselves that God will do great things through us even though we're dirty, but all we're doing is fooling ourselves. All all we're doing is allowing ourselves to be duped by the devil He's convincing us that it's no big deal. Just go on, amen, and trample over the blood of Jesus. Despise His grace. Keep on committing that sin and don't confess and stay dirty, amen, and let God put you on the shelf, amen. Friend, I'm telling you what God could do in your life, what God could do in my life, what God wants to do through United Baptist Church if we just get clean and stay clean. Now again, you're going to get dirty, but you got to get clean. What kind of garment are you tonight? Are you soiled? Are you stained? Or are you clean? Maybe God Maybe you used to be the kind of person that God was using, but now he's put you on the shelf. Because you're, you're not usable. You're, he sees you as good for nothing in spite of the great p- price that He paid for your soul. What kind of garment are we? What kind of vessel are we tonight? Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, Lord, what a, what a, what a powerful passage of Scripture. And Lord, I've got to be the first to confess that there's so many times that I've trivialized my sin and I've acted as if my sin's no big deal and that I've actually attempted to serve you with a dirty vessel. Lord, I've somehow thought that you would put me on and wear, you, and, and wear me even though I was filthy nasty. And God, I pray, Father, that we would all take you at your word. And Lord, that we'd understand that there are no limits that to what God can do with a clean vessel. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't be guilty of forcing Your hand and causing You to put us on the shelf and deem, us, deem our lives as being unusable because we refuse to hearken into Your Word and to get clean. Father, I'm thankful that You've promised us You'll clean us up if we'll just confess. If we'll just take a bath every day. Trust Your forgiveness to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, I love you and I thank you and I praise you and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed.